Look How Sane and Linear We Are Being is a non-profit Homestuck fan analysis podcast and is not affiliated with Andrew Hussey or any of Homestuck's official entities. Please remember to support the release of its books and merchandise whenever possible. Feel free to read along with us. If you have epilepsy or any other light-sensitive disabilities or disorders, we suggest you stick to the audio. We have free audio transcriptions for this podcast linked in the episode description if you wish to read instead of listen. Both Elizabeths are trained writers and editors, so we're going to have some opinions about the construction of the story. These opinions may be different from yours, but we're not attacking the comic, just offering suggestions. This show is not safe for work, and if you're a minor, we ask that you wait to listen until you are old enough to be shipped off of Alternia to serve her imperious condescension. It's time to go to hell. Hi, and welcome to Look How Sane and Linear We Are Being, a Homestuck fan cast in the year of our Lord, 2020. I'm Elizabeth. And I'm also Elizabeth. I am so sad we have to part ways to Act 5, Act 1. It's been a good time. I mean, we didn't have that many pages we read today, but in our defense, I mean, there's a lot to talk about still. Pretty much all Aradia talking, and then the sound file, and that's it. Aradia, a sound file, you know, just the normal things like how uh, we learned that trolls made humans and all that, but you know, just completely normal. Yeah, just, there's just that. They created our whole universe? That's why this, the stars around us form constellations in their image. <sighs> Andrew Hussey's made a religion, and it's trolls. Yeah, I, I don't even know what to say to that, but yes, that is what happened. They they made us, not in their image, uh-huh. but they they totally made us, and I uh, they, they didn't get to come see us. They were barred from entry. Because of the scratch. Man, that was... I, I just... I'll give you a scratch. Oh, wiggle, wiggle. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's that's terrible. <laughs> I, I gotta go back to that page, actually, because, man, that was good. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that was, that was page... 2603 into 2604. Where it just keeps fucking scrolling down. Is the 2603. Somehow, he got it. He got it perfect. Like, the timing, which I feel like timing is a little hard to get in a webcomic, especially one with so many separate pages like this. But the they typically refer to such a rift as, and like, the gap, and then just the... A scratch, and I was, and I was just sitting. I was just sitting there as we were reading, like, oh shit, <laughs> uh, Elizabeth. I'm going to tell you a little comic book technique for you, please. This is a very important technique because usually 
you know, you can't really alter the speed in which people read. Most, many people are going to read fast. Some people are slower readers, but, um, you know, everyone goes at their own pace. A lot of people, if something has pictures in it, they will usually, like, go over it very quickly. The most effective way to create suspense in a comic is to just make your panels bigger. Mm-hmm. Like, more open and wide. There, there's another way to do it with, like, making your panels, like, just, like, a lot of them. But the open and wide one is one of my favorites. And this is a really good one because it fully uses Homestuck's intended medium where you have to physically scroll down it. Mm -hmm. If you're just like trying to get to the bottom of it, it still takes like a good couple of seconds to get to the bottom of it. And it's like, oh shit, wait a minute. Right. It allows that to drag on for a minute. And this whole page is probably terrible for you with like the flickering, flashing lightning stuff. I almost died. Yeah, it's probably real bad, but it's also a very good, like, not just imagery. You fear for your life a little bit here. (laughs) Right, like, even if you don't have epilepsy, it's kind of terrifying. From, From the top to the bottom, it's just, like, this sense of chaos, this sense of loss of control, something going wrong. I don't know, it was very good. It just works so well, and I could go on for a little while about how well it works, but we know that it works, so... We know that it works! We know that it works, and it works well. The whole fucking reveal that, like, they just made Earth and the universe is just very good. I'm just scrolling through all of the pages again. Before I get to that, I love that Aradia is narrating... Because there's something about it, like, she has the narrator's voice. She's so quiet and says things very simply and um, without a lot of emotion. But we're reminded occasionally that she is one of the characters narrating and not the omnipotent narrator. Like, on page 2608... When she's talking about all of, like, the duplicates who were destroyed, and she says, all except for me. This is just as well, I suppose. What would we even do with all those copies anyway? Do you remember at the end of Act, I think it was four, where there was, like, all of these, like, different fucking loose ends that Hussey was trying to do at the same time, and, like, it was in the narrator's voice, and you really didn't like the style of how he was presenting it, like, the sentence structure that they were doing it in? Yeah, yeah. I think this is a good remedy for it. Yes! Like, it's a character telling you this. Right! It's going a little bit between future and cur- like the future and current version of her, and you see the past version of her for a little bit. But I, I am always more of a fan of things that like have that like per- like that more personal touch to it. This is Aradia telling this, and it's not Andrew Hussey telling us about this. Aradia has more personal stakes in what's happening than the omnipotent narrator, like telling us about WV giving the ring to some bitch. Yeah, yeah. It's direct. I was going back and forth for a few minutes on whether sort of speedrunning the rest of that was good, but I think it was. Listen, if he didn't speedrun that, you know we would be up here right now being like, did he really have to tell us every single detail about their session? You know we'd be here doing that. I know we would be. He told us what we needed to know. 
And we really did need to know like the setup of it because the setup is the perfect area for us to learn about these characters and kind of like what they do. We can fill in the rest with like imagination. Probably there's some fan fiction about it somewhere. <laughs> Probably. I think there are actually a couple of Paradox Space comics about it. Elizabeth, I don't think you I've told you about this yet, but uh, there are some additional Homestuck comics. Paradox Space uh, is the name of it. They're more traditional comics format, and it's a bunch of different artists that Andrew Hussey commissioned to do it. Oh, that's cool. Which we we should get into some of those at some point, just for like funsies one time when, when you won't get spoiled by them immediately. Right, right. They're, they're very good. I will tell you, Elizabeth, most of it is um, like Andrew Hussey sanctioned fan fiction. There's one where they go to like a summer camp. <laughs> yeah. I, I do it, to, it It's good. <laughs> like, I remember uh-huh. it being good. But, like, I just... Before before you get too many ideas in your head about what it is, it's mostly that. Well, yeah, that, that tracks. I don't even think it's a bad thing. No, I was just thinking I did decide that sort of speedrunning all of that was a good thing. That we got the important parts, because I was expecting there to be more there about everything that happened and how that all wrapped up. But just in the course of this reading session with Aradia's narration, it's a very sharp and sudden turn into we didn't know what was important. Yeah, the important part wasn't their session. It's the beginning of the session and the end of their session. Right. At least I was, I can say, you know, as reading this for the first time, imagining that the important parts were all in the session were all about the characters. And I don't think that's not true, but all of a sudden it's so much bigger than that. That's represented visually very well with all of the galaxy stuff, like, and then we zoom out and suddenly we realize the scope of everything that's been going on and how it finally links together after 2,600 pages. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's very good. It's such a good thing because, one, it is a clear message from Andrew Hussey that's just, like, a megaphone that's blaring out, you've been paying attention to the wrong things. But it's, it raises so many other questions, like, where did Alternia come from then? If Earth came from somewhere, did somebody else make Alternia? I would think that's what we have to assume, that within the Homestuck-verse, the, the structure of creation is this cycle. I do have to say there is an answer to that question. And it is delightfully stupid. (laughs) Like, it's dumb. It's a dumb answer, but, like, in a good way. (laughs) It's been a good last couple of reading sessions, and I'm just full of loving Homestuck juice right now, I'm sorry to say. One of the things that I've decided I really like is the equal parts parts of the story that are stunning like what we just read and it's there's an answer and it's delightfully stupid i'm like that makes so much sense like the fucking the fucking shrek thing right right it's somehow both this story on a vast scale that spans 
universes and conceptions of time and space. And also, it's the most, it's just the fucking stupidest thing ever. And it is both of those things. At the same time, and it it worked well. Because, like, I remember in the earlier acts, we were a little mad that Andrew Hussey couldn't tell if he was being serious or, like, silly or not. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. I think he just didn't get the right balance between serious and silly until, like, right now. When I think of balance, it's, like, how much of one thing versus how much of the other. And I think it wasn't so much that as, like, how the two fit together and what parts to make silly and what parts to make serious. I think the shift is that... Like, they're not two separate entities. The things that are kind of dumb and, like, silly are also the things that are serious, but in, like, a different way. Yes, I absolutely agree. It's almost like in a cartoon series when a lot lot of them have, like, there's the plot episodes and then there's filler episodes, and the plot might be super dark and serious, and then the filler episodes are just really... Uh, silly and nonsensical. Are you talking about Naruto again? No, actually, I'm talking about Teen Titans, but Naruto does work very well for that, yes. Uh, <laughs> but you were the one who brought up Naruto this time! The, so the early acts felt more like plot episodes versus filler episodes, and now it feels like it's just one cohesive narrative. It isn't even really less silly because we're still working with 13-year-olds and they're silly just all on their own. I think I think that's the other thing. The narrative doesn't necessarily have to be silly because that's the job of the characters. At this point, even we, we talked about the way the Andrew Hussey self-insert part was actually better than the last one and all the reasons for that. It's like he's letting the characters make the jokes now and be the the sillier, absurd parts now. And that includes him as a character. Yeah, Andrew Hussey isn't being Andrew Hussey here. He's Andrew Hussey the anime. (laughs) He's letting his self-insert be their own character rather than being Andrew Hussey the person or Andrew Hussey the narration. It, it, it still works. He's always, we've always agreed that he writes better characters than narration. So why not make himself a character? Right. It's, it's this very meta level of like, well, if the narration is what's not working because it isn't by a character, then I need to make the narration into a character. That does raise questions like, if you are Andrew Hussey, who is Andrew Hussey and who is the character? Like, it, it does get into that little moral quandary. Also, I think Andrew Hussey is pretty good at separating himself from his work, considering that he did take, like, a couple of years off of, like, being, like, super involved with other people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it, it it's tricky, but I still think that it works and that the way... In every possible way, the way that Hussey wrapped up Act 5, what was it, Act 5, Part 1? It's Act 5, Act 1. 
No, that's stupid. I'm not going to call it that. Uh, yes, you are, you bitch. No, I'm not. Act 5, part 1 is way better than the way he wrapped up Act 4. Yeah, Act 4 just was just Act 4. You, you know what it is. I think that the end of Act 5, part 1 reminded me of the end of Act 1. The sound file at the end of Act 1, which I haven't thought about in ages because it, it's been so long. It's been like a year or something. But I remember watching that sound file for the first time and just like, it was so cool. And it was the same sort of like universe expanding step. Oh my god. <laughs> what? Andrew Hussey has figured out how to manufacture nostalgia. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, sure. If you can't make your own nostalgia, store-bought is fine. <laughs> Have you experience, been experiencing any nostalgia since it's it was longer ago for you? I'm going to say a little bit in Act 1 and then not again until Act 5. Hmm. Mostly because, like, I couldn't remember shit about what happened in, like, the between acts. Because I remember as a child just skipping past them very wildly to get to the trolls. But, like, I, I still, like, absorbed them and knew what was going on. I just didn't, like, put it into, into the long-term memory storage, I guess. And, like, I knew what happened, I just didn't remember in what order or any of that shit. But, like, now I'm, I'm hyped to go into Act 5, Act 2 because I do remember more of that because, like, now it's like, oh, the trolls and humans are going to interact and we have context for the interactions now. Oh, I can't wait. Which I, I do want to have like a, a further discussion about context interactions because the way you read the trolls and the kids talking to each other is so different once you know the background. Mm-hmm. I super need to go back and read all of the conversations between them from Act 4. First off, especially the Carcat and John ones. Because is Carcat like, does he have a black crush on on John here? <laughs> Maybe. But it's, uh, I feel bad for him about that, though, because I'm like, Carcat, my boy, I don't think John has the capacity to hate you. Have you ever heard of hate at first sight? <laughs> Carcat is the worst possible person to get a black crush on. In Carcat's defense, he's probably not that good at, like, having a black crush. That's true. Also, John's, like, childhood spade shirt is very cute, because I can imagine his dad giving it that to him, because, you know, he's got that dad fixation on Harlequins, and, like, that's, like, a big, like, card thing, and, like, he's like, oh, my son is going to have this aesthetic. <laughs> he's... We just got to see John as such a little boy and him through the years and... He scraped his knee on the pogo! <laughs> no! And he was practicing piano with his dad and he was baking cakes and he met Jade for the first time. And by the way, again, uh, this is very inaccurate depictions of children on the internet at this time because you know then... <laughs> They would not tell each other their names until they were, like, maybe 19 and, uh -huh. like, already in college and... Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Uh, otherwise not at all. 
But I was so happy to see him again. Even if it was only for a brief moment. Yes, even if. And I can't wait to see more of him and all of the other humans. Can I say the most cursed thing that's ever crossed my mind? Uh, that, that superlative worries me because I know many of the cursed things that have crossed your mind and they're pr- pretty bad, so... um Can I say the cursed thing that has crossed my mind? Y- yes. Because Karakat has watched John's, like, whole life uh-huh. at once here. Uh-huh. And then he's, like, you know, having a crush on him. Is that, like, Jacob and Renesmee from Twilight? No! Absolutely not! Go to jail! <laughs> oh, I'll go to jail, and you'll go to jail, too, when we go off to the mini game. Alright, motherfuckers, it's time for the worst part of the podcast. It's the mid-episode minigame. And, uh, Elizabeth. Uh-huh? This is the uh, last episode that you've, you're going to be reading the trolls, huh? Uh, yeah. So I guess that means the troll minigames are going into the void. Oh, that's a shame. I've enjoyed them so much. I know you haven't, you bitch. No, I have. I've just loved each and every one of them and all of the time we've spent together. Have you? I'm smiling very genuinely right now. Are you? Uh Uh-huh. Hmm. Okay, well, here's the thing. I don't think we should roll for minigames today. I think... Maybe we should just do Troll Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, because it's been a while and you're so close to the end. Well, I'm not going to argue with that, so... Alright, Elizabeth. So, you got stuck on the $32,000 question the last time, which was so long ago. And I don't actually remember what the fuck you answered, but (laughs) you answered the wrong one. Clearly. But are you ready for this question? Absolutely. Elizabeth, mm-hmm. there is a picture of Andrew Hussey walking into a cave carrying which of these objects? Is it A, a Toblerone, B, Ryan North, C, a Vriska body pillow, or D, a 2006 Dell laptop? Well, we've had questions about this since then, so I can say pretty decisively that that would be A. A Toblerone. Da-da-da-da! Correct! Actually, let me get you this picture so that you can see it, because it's actually a very good picture. I would like to, please. Ooh, low res. Yeah, it's it's low res, of course. Boy, I love the the, the zoomed-in Toblerone here. Yeah, the the zoomed-in. Does that red label say motherfucking cave? I think it does. I, it's, it's very low res and I can't really read it, but I think that's what it says. <laughs> do you think that's what it says? Uh, do you want to see the sign box of Toblerones from E-Boy, Hus- E-Boy Hussy? Sure. Is Instagram now. <laughs> yeah, look at that. Look at that. All those Toblerones. E-Boy Hussy. Are you ready for the next question? Yes, I am. This one you should breeze right past, uh, knowing what you know now. Uh, which of these is essential for troll reproduction? Is it A, 
a wide open space, B, privacy, C, pen and paper, or D, a bucket? Uh, D, a bucket. Uh, oh, Elizabeth, I can't believe you know that much about us. Uh, you know, that's That's just- actually very pornographic that you would say that to me. It's just simple, it's just simple biology. I mean, if you say so, wink. <laughs> so the next question for 125,000 boon dollars. Mm-hmm. Which one of these is an act title? Is it A, Corpse Party? B, I'm putting you on speaker crab. C, homo suck. Or D, penis Ouija. Uh, 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 um, boy. Um, those are all a, a lot and bad. There's a lot to unpack here. <laughs> There's a lot to unpack here. Um, uh, I'm gonna go with. One that sounds most like another thing, which would be C. You're going to answer homo suck? I guess. I sure, I can't take it back. No, I'm just going to go with that. Uh, well, that's a good thing that you answered that, because that is the correct answer. Uh, upsetting. Actually, Elizabeth, all four of these are titles from Homestuck, but the other three are from intermission titles. Ah, I see. That's fun. So, look forward to Penis Ouija and Corpse Party. Uh-huh. I, I w- won't, but okay. All right, I, I assume you want to keep going. Yes. Just to get through this to claim your prize. Which one of these is a legendary piece of shit? Is it A, the Quills of Asidna? B. Kalefuch. C. The Warhammer of Zillihu. Or D. The Unbreakable Katana. Well, I'm gonna go with B because I can't pass up a name like that. Like Kalefuch? Yes. Well, it's a, it's a good thing. You like those kinds of names because that is also the correct answer. It is a Welsh name. Yes! It's a legendary piece of shit. Love Welsh. Yeah, love Welsh. You you probably knew that I couldn't come up with a name like that. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> uh, but I didn't come up with the other names either. Those are also weapons that are found in Homestuck, but I think they are like actual legendary weapons. Ah! Yes, including Zillihu. It's good, fun. Elizabeth. Aww. Would you like to hear the one million boon dollar question? Yes! The one million boon dollar question. No amount of Homestuck trivia will have prepared you for this one. <laughs> what happened to me at OhioCon in 2012? Was it A, got hit in the head with a bucket by a John cosplayer? <laughs> B, was run over by a Tavros cosplayer in a wheelchair? C, was called a bitch by one of the artists that worked on the final Homestuck animation, or D, punched in the stomach by a Nepeta cosplayer. <laughs> the anime convention scene in 2012 <laughs> was very chaotic. One of these happened? Oh yeah, one of these happened to me in real life. Uh, um, Just knowing what you know about me, <laughs> which one of these are the most... 
the most likely. <laughs> All of them sound pretty likely, honestly. I'm going to go. Oh, the stakes are so high. I'm gonna go with A. Uh, you think I got hit in the head with a bucket by a John cosplayer? Yes. That's what I'm going with. Um, unfortunately, Elizabeth, that is incorrect. No! But it is not an untrue story that did happen to a separate Carcat cosplayer. Oh. Back in the day. <laughs> it just didn't happen to me. It did sound pretty believable, so... Uh, it was, it was kind of a, a tragedy. But since this is the last round of Troll Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, you're not going to get a prize, but do you want to know which one of these is true? Please. So at Ohio Con in 2012, I was sitting. Uh, there, there was no food court area left, so me and a friend were sitting in a, a pretty secluded place eating, eating some lunch. And a Tavros cosplayer rolls on by and runs right over my foot. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, that was a. I think that was the year that I was cosplaying as Miss Paint. Not a very good cosplay. I was very young. Yeah. So Elizabeth, you did lose the mini game. I did, to the surprise of uh, no one. I'm sure. Ah, uh, no one at all. But do you know what you do win? Because I know this is. A reward for you now. Huh? You you do get to keep reading some more Homestuck. That's great. Yeah, that that's great. Unfortunately, uh, I don't think I'll be back. What? Why? Why not? Well, as as I've been uh, on here, my connection has been getting weaker and weaker. You know, just the the, the medium is very uh, uh spotty connection sort of shit. We can't really alchemize a good router. You know, when I log off now is when I'm going to log off forever, so, uh... Well, oh. Well, uh, okay, okay. So you're going to have to play mini games with, you know, human Liz, and I know it's not going to be as good, but... No, no, of course it's not. How will I survive without you calling me and our listeners fuckfaces every other week? You goddamn fuck faces. I can't. I don't know who's going to be doing that to you, but uh it's certainly not going to be Liz, that squishy son of a bitch. But uh yeah, it's it's been it's been real horrible being on here. All of your answers have been idiotic and dumb, and I really genuinely hate them. I appreciate that. I know how much that means coming from you. Yeah. <laughs> well, your company has been delightful and I hope you make it out of out of the medium there and get all of your session stuff done and good luck, I guess. Uh, I'm sure it'll be fine. And if it's not, then I won't even know because I'll be dead. And I won't even know because you'll never contact me again either way, I guess. Yeah, it fucking sucks for you. <laughs> I feel like it might suck more for you, but okay. Enjoy the rest of your existence. Have fun. And we'll never talk to you again. Hey, listeners! Didn't expect to be saying goodbye to, to Troll Liz today, but 
you know, sometimes that's how it goes, especially when you're playing a session of Spur, you just lose, uh, you, you lose connection in the medium, and then you, you're just, you, you can't play many games anymore. But here we are. Liz, Liz, human Liz, has, did Troll Liz let you out of the closet before she left, or? Okay. Alright, well, I guess talk to you all at the, at the end of the episode. See you after the minigame. Okay, human, human Liz? Oh yeah, I'm here. Oh, good. A giant, like, cursor came and opened my door. Well, you won't be shut in the closet anymore after today. Troll Liz is gone. Oh, that's a shame. I just installed a mini fridge in there. (laughs) Well. So that my blood sugar levels wouldn't go down while I was inside. Well, you won't need that now, because she's gone. Oh, it's fine. I'll just, I'll just put the limbs that I take in there. Yeah! So, Elizabeth. Uh-huh? We finished Act 5. We did. Well, Act 5, Part 1. No, Act 5, Act 1. Act 5, Part 1. Act 1. I'm never calling it that. So, Elizabeth, what are your general thoughts of Act 5? Oh, boy. It got a lot better as it went. And... I came into it with a certain number of assumptions because because of how dissatisfied I was with the end of Act 4 and a lot of the stuff in Act 4. I, I came into it pretty frustrated and with fairly low expectations, I would say. And I was very pleasantly surprised. I think it was structured well. I think it was pretty well paced. There was some good art. There were a lot of characters I clearly got really attached to. A couple I hated. You know how it is. Overall, I would say is a very enjoyable read. Well, I'm I'm glad for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not ashamed to. I'm not ashamed to say that. That's good. That's good. Well, I for one am very excited to get to Act Five, Act Two. Some of my favorite flash games are in Act Five, Act Two. Ooh. Especially coming up on page 2792 is going to be a real fun one. Oh, if we, if we'll be able to play it, because I don't know if Flash is going to be, Flash is still going to be up. Oh yeah, they, they're taking it down. Oh, I hope so, because like, there's that and then there's the other game that's just like so, so good. Oh, I can't wait to get back to that. Like, we didn't have any of that in Act 5. It's such a hard thing to code and, like, make. Yeah, yeah. We also didn't have a lot of, you know, a lot of sound files in Act 5, which obviously both of those are much trickier, much more difficult than the regular panels and text, but I do like them very much, so. Sorry, I just uh, loaded up one of the later games, and it is not Flash-enabled, so that one's safe. Okay, that's good. It's still it's still disappointing because the the one we're getting to I remember is I, I have very fond memories of it and I hope maybe it is archived somewhere else. I'll have to look into it. Nostalgia time. 
Yeah, well, yes, it is. It's it's a very nostalgia thing. Act five is good. Act five seems to be good overall. Yeah. Have I ever read you the the titles of the act names that we've had so far? I don't think so. No. Okay. I think because like I was just looking at it. So we have Act One, which is the note Desolation plays. We have Act Two, which is Rays. It's not Rise of the Conductor's Baton, it's Rays of the Conductor's Baton. Uh-huh, uh-huh. We have Act 3, which is Insane Corkscrew Haymakers. <laughs> we have the Intermission, which is called Don't Bleed on the Suits. Okay. We have Act 4, which is Flight of the Paradox Clones. Act 5, Act 1 is in Terezi's Leet Speak, and it says uh, Mobius Double Reach Around. Ah, and Act 5, Act 2, he is already here. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, that's, yeah, those are good. Those are good. It's gonna be fine and great, and nothing bad is going to happen even a little bit. Yeah, I'm sure. It'll all be, it'll all be good and fine. I felt so bad when Carcat was, like, reaching for the fucking little doorknob. He looked so excited and happy, and then it was just like, no. I know. They were so close. They were so close. It wasn't their fault. And in the end, it didn't really matter. You, 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 were you trying to quote Linkin Park? <laughs> no. I've n- well, yes, but I haven't heard the song. Yeah, because you, that wasn't, that wasn't the line. And in the end, it, it, it doesn't even matter. Yeah, yeah. Like we got so, so hard, far, far and worked and so hard, came and in the end, so it, far. <laughs> and in Come the on. end, it didn't even matter. I I listened to that song. We worked so hard, we came so far, and in the end, it didn't even matter. Ding. <laughs> I'm the only real emo teen around here. Oh, uh, no, I was I was too busy being good and happy and well-adjusted. That's fair. I was just so sad for them that they didn't get their ending like they should have. Yeah, they, they didn't get that ending, and they're going to make the humans know that continuously for a while. Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised. We are actually getting real close to... A car cat line that's one of my favorites that was almost the title to this podcast. Oh. Attention, worthless human, this is your god speaking. <gasps> ah. I almost pitched that one to you and I, I was- No, I think, I think you did pitch that one and we decided against it. Also, look how sane and linear we're being is a, a good, weird one, so. Yeah, it, it's good. It sums up the nature of our podcast more, I think. Anyway, everybody, thank you for reading Act 5 with us. It was just very fun to go on this adventure with everyone. We hope you will join us soon for Act 5, Part 2. Act 5, Act 2. Act 5, Part 2. I'm getting better at it. Are you sure? Okay, okay, we need to make a, a Twitter poll, <laughs> and people can vote on which they would rather hear Liz's DJ uh, beatboxing or Liz's anime theme song singing. 
what should be my Christmas album this year? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, but uh, thank you all for sticking around. That's going to be all of the Homestuck we had for today. Today we read through pages 2,579 through 2,626. You can read all of Homestuck on homestuck.com, and you can find links to the accessible versions of Homestuck that are online on our Tumblr, lookhowsane.tumblr.com. Also on our Tumblr and pretty much everywhere else, you can find the transcriptions for this episode that Elizabeth does provide, where she gets to transcribe very good things that I say, like... Yes, exactly those things. We have a Twitter at how underscore sane, where you can contact us and where we post updates and occasionally funny things that I say. The carbon monoxide poisoning thing. Yeah, I've been listening to a horror podcast lately, so... As you do, our music is done by a person. What's that person's name? Uh, they have one. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And it's, it's, it's definitely in a description somewhere. Uh-huh. Okay, that person, I'll just, I'll just say it then. I'll just say it then. Um, that's- It's John Michael. <sighs> okay. And that's Elizabeth's brother. Uh-huh. Related by blood. Yes. Please go rate and review us on- Unfortunately for John Michael. <laughs> okay. All right. I see how it is. Go rate and review us on iTunes and tell your friends about us. Come to have them go listen to this episode to hear the touching departure of Troll Liz, which was the- <laughs> Was that like a, f- a funerary error or, you know, you gotta pour one out for the homies? <laughs> um, go tell them to listen to this. And it's a good time to start since we just finished Act 5, Part 1. Act 5, Act 1. Uh-huh, Act 5, Part 1. That's what I said. Act 1, that's what you're supposed to say. Well, I'm not gonna. Ever. Well, then you're wrong. Then I'm wrong. And remember, everybody, Mm -hmm. Elizabeth has definitely done a lot of things wrong, but Vriska has done nothing wrong. Bye, everyone. (laughs) 